listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hey, 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 welcome to the show. I'm so glad you tuned in this week. I am going to be chatting to a guest this episode. So Laura's come onto the show. We're going to be talking all about eight years of selling on TPT and all the wisdom that she has to share, but also how she juggles, you know, selling and parenting and all those things too. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode, but let's not wait any longer. Let's dive in and meet Laura. Hey, Laura, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you were able to join us. How are you doing today? I am doing very well. I've had a busy day, but only a little bit of TPTing today. I've been doing lots of volunteer work for my kids' schools and things like that, but I'll be TPTing this afternoon. Oh, that's awesome. See, this is what this episode is be great because I want to hear all about how you manage everything. But let's first like let you introduce yourself to my audience. That would be awesome. So tell us a little bit about you and your story with education or as you as a person and your store. Just like, yeah, tell us your little journey. We'd love to hear seller stories. We always like to hear those. So yeah, tell us. All about me. Okay. My name is Laura and I live in Florida. been in Florida my whole life. Teaching was a second career for me. I started out doing nonprofit work, but I tended to always work in the educational part of the nonprofit companies. Like I used to teach field trips at a nature center. I taught senior aerobics for a while. Wow. <laughs> a lot of different types. I say I've taught from like six month olds to 96. My oldest aerobicizer was 96. Wow. Um, so I taught all different grades and my dad is a teacher. My mom worked in the school system. So I grew up around teachers, but I didn't start teaching until I got my master's and got my certification. And then I taught third grade and absolutely loved it. I taught for several years and then I got pregnant with my first child, who's now seven, and I continued to go back to teaching for about another year. And at that point, I knew what TPT was. When I was in grad school, I used it a a little bit here and there for student teaching. I would pretty much only use the free things. I'm like, there's so much good free stuff on here. And then I found myself wanting to make all my own products. I'm like, I don't want to pay $3. I want to make it. And I started making more and more things as I was in student teaching. And then when I got my first job, I'm making more and more things and decided I should be selling these. Just see what happens. So I got my first product in my store. And my store is Happy Teacher, Happy Students. Um, a happy wife, happy life. <laughs> if you have a happy teacher, you have happy students. My first product I posted was in 2014. So it feels like ages away. TPT was quite different then. Everybody used Microsoft Word. Basically, there was no PowerPoint. There was way too much clip art on the cover pages. My cover pages were not square. They had way too many fonts on them. They were hard to read. All the <laughs> it was it was a different world back then. Yeah. But um, some of those products that I posted back in 2014, 2015 are still some of my top sellers today. I mean, I've definitely upgraded them and edited them a ton. But they are still some of the ones that sell really well today. So I was doing TPT just kind of hit or miss. Like I was happy if I made like 80 bucks a month. I was like ecstatic if I made that. But after having my first kid, it got trickier to stay in the classroom. Luckily, he was at the school with me. There was a nursery there. So he was able to be at the school with me. But like during my planning period, I would go and nurse him or I'd have to pick him up immediately after school. So I had basically no planning time, no prep time. 
mm-hmm. the money it cost to have them in the nursery there brought my take-home pay down to like almost nothing. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of work, a lot of time away from my son, and I wasn't making very much money. But luckily, I had a very good friend who I was teaching with, and she had recently left the classroom, and she was doing TPT full-time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing, but oh, I can never do that. But she took me out to lunch one day with my son, who was probably like six or seven months. So really fun age to go out in public. (laughs) (laughs) But we went out because she is like an aunt to my kids. And we had lunch. And she just at that lunch, she told me, Laura, I think you need to quit your job and do TPT full time. And I was like, what? You're crazy. (laughs) Because at that point, I think I had gone up to like about $500, $900 a month, which is great, but it wasn't enough to leave my teaching job. And it just didn't feel secure enough at that time. But she's like, I can help you. I can fix your covers. I can help you like teach you how to do square covers and what needs to be on them. I can help you with your SEO because that was a huge thing. I just put whatever I wanted in the title, in the description. I didn't ever think about looking for keywords on TPT or anywhere else. So she helped me a lot with all all that she knew because she'd been doing it full time for about a year. And I took the leap and I left the classroom and I cried a little bit because I knew I was going to miss the kids, (laughs) but I took the leap to be able to have more time home with my son. And it was the greatest thing I could have ever done. And my friend, her store is heart to heart teaching. She's on, she's a wonderful seller, wonderful person. I definitely recommend getting a buddy that understands TPT. Like she's my mentor. She's taught me everything I know. We live about an hour away from each other now and we see each other regularly like I said she's like an aunt to my kids so she hangs out with them and we can also talk TPT or like at the pool or at the beach so we have a lot of work and lunch meetings when I bring my kids along because she loves them they love her but we also get to talk about TPT in a way that a lot of people don't understand like talking about the search algorithm that everybody loves to hate talking about how we're doing our taxes or how we set up our LLC, just all that like businessy stuff that people don't always understand unless you are a seller. So that's my long-winded way of saying I've been on TBT since 2014. I credit my very, very good friend, Julianne from Heart to Heart Teaching in basically telling me to quit my teaching job and do TBT full time. And I'm forever grateful for her because now I'm at the point where I make three to four times my teaching salary and I do it while I'm at home with now three kids. That is such a wonderful story to hear. And it's so cool to hear of like one person telling you that and giving you that like life changing experience. Like how cool is that? Like she sounds amazing. And it's so good to have like a TPT bestie. Um, yeah, that's I think we all need to have someone like that. Someone you can talk to about TPT because like my husband's very understanding. He nods along, but he doesn't really get it. Like you need to talk to someone. Yeah. And that's so nice. So yeah, I'm envious you've got someone nearby that you can do that with. It's hard in Australia because everyone's always in the US. <laughs> would definitely recommend finding somebody that understands TPT, whether it's in person or if it's somebody through a Facebook group, meeting somebody at the conference, having someone that understands the business is a lifesaver. Yes, you don't feel so isolated and alone, which TPT can make you feel sometimes. So that's really nice. But yeah, so you're a full-time seller and you're a parent of three. So can you <laughs> tell us how you make the best use of your time? Like, Because, you know, it's, it's nice to have someone on the podcast that's doing the full-time and the parenting. And I just love to you know how you get things done and how you kind of prioritize things. And yeah, just tell us about how you manage your time. How do I manage my time? <laughs> it definitely varies based on the age and stage of life your children are in. Mm-hmm. And my kids are now seven, five, and two months. So <laughs> there's a big change there too. 
depending on their age, I mean, when they're little, you have a lot of nap times. There's a lot of time to work. And yeah. I never believed sleep when the baby sleeps. I work when the baby sleeps. Mm-hmm. But I do it because I love it. Like a big thing about TBT is you are your own boss. No one is giving me deadlines unless you're like a virtual assistant. No one is giving you deadlines. No one is telling you what to do. You're doing it because you love it and yeah. possibly because you need to because you might have left another job. But I work when the baby sleeps. I tend to work a lot of late nights because I'm not a morning person. I know some people love to get up before the kids get up and get some work done. That is never going to be me. (laughs) So I tend to stay up at night. But during the day, I definitely find a lot of time to work. It's not long chunks of time. It tends to be, I can get a lot done in 10 minutes. I always have at least like 10 browser tabs open on the internet. So it definitely is smaller chunks of time that I find to work in. When my older two were at school, my five and seven-year-old, I had all day to work. But then when I had my newborn, that time kind of disappeared a bit. He still sleeps a lot. But getting used to getting a lot done in a short amount of time and also keeping track of what it is you're actually doing. Because if I'm in the middle of doing a pin or in the middle of a product description, I always write myself a note of what I just finished at so that if the baby wakes up and needs whatever he needs, that when I come back to the computer, I'm not like, eh, what was I doing? Because <laughs> I will have like 10 browser tabs open and like a couple of pieces of paper that I'm writing notes on. So I always make sure to keep track of what it is and where I'm, where I'm at for that day. Yeah, but yeah, it's finding the time because depending on your child's schedule, you never know when they're going to be sick. Even when my older two were both in school, there would be days when I had all this stuff planned I was going to do. And then one of them gets strep throat or pink mm-hmm. eye and they have to be home. And there's some things you can do when your kids are around and there's other things that are harder. Like I try really hard not to just be sitting at the computer when my kids are awake and home, but there's things that I do when they're awake that are more interactive, like product photography is what I typically do when they're awake because they can kind of help me in quotation marks. (laughs) (laughs) I can be putting things out like my, they can help cut it. They can help color. I use the little hands and the product photos and that's a way for them to understand more what I'm doing too. I hate for them just to see me sitting at the computer. I always tell them if they see me at the computer, mommy's working. I'm not on YouTube. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. I'm, I'm working. Because so, otherwise they just see a screen and don't know what's happening. Yeah. So by doing things like product photography with, or videos when they're awake, they can actually see, oh, this is like a worksheet I would get in class. Yeah. And it, I think it makes it more tangible for them, especially now that they're older. They have some idea of what it is mommy does for yeah. a living. <laughs> When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to ask you next about your schedule, but you've kind of given me a little bit of an idea of it. But would you say it's kind of in terms of what you actually work on when you get that nap time or time to work on things? Do you have a bit of a plan of, of, how, of what you'll work on? Or is it just kind of are you one of those people that's like, I'll just do what I feel like doing today? Like, 
to-do list schedule like what kind of how do you plan what you're going to do in terms of getting things done everybody talks about batching and tpt doing like a whole bunch of one thing at a time and i'd say that's kind of how my brain works like sometimes i really want to focus on product creation and i will just do product creation but when i don't have as much time it's harder to like stop in the middle of a product and go and stop yes. but i found some things like going through and checking the keywords in a product description, like seeing if there's better words I can be using. That I can do quickly. Or making a couple of pins. Like I can do that in a shorter chunk of time. So when I have more time, I do the longer or more tedious things. And when I have shorter amounts of time, I do those short little chunky things. Quick wins, yeah. <laughs> but I used to always have goals to get to so many products. Like I have almost 800 products in my store now. So my goal was always to get to 400, 500, 600, 700. And I was trying to get to 800 exactly. But then I was like, you know what? I need to optimize the products I have, which is wonderful because it's quicker and easier because you already have the product. You're just going and editing the product, adding to it, checking the description, checking your conversion, all that stuff. Those things are easier to do when the kids are little because they're not as time consuming. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I'm thinking about my maternity leave I'm taking like oh well product creation is something that's so creative and takes so much kind of energy from you you've got to be in the right headspace but like you know playing around previews and thumbnails little updates on listings and things those are things you can do when you're that little bit tired or busy or you've got a small amount of time so yeah it's nice to hear that you're doing the updates and stuff I'm a big fan of updates I think that's like it's less work it feels but it does have a big impact because new products take so long to take off it's so nice to be able to do a few tweaks on an old product like if you went back to one of your 2014 products and you were updating that and that could bring you quite a lot of money like yeah, I, um, I've been working a lot with prices lately because about a year ago, I went through and looked at my pricing and I realized I had at least like 100 products that were $2.95, which if you've been around TPT, you realize if, it's, if you don't have $3 in your cart, the buyer, when they check out, you get an extra 15 cent fee from TPT. So all those products that I was selling at $2.95, if that's all the buyer bought that day, I was losing an extra 15 cents. My friend Julianne, who's my mentor, she mentioned it to me one day and I'm like, why didn't I not think of that? I knew the $3 limit. I definitely have products that are, that are under $3, some short, some small things. But I really try to get everything to be $3 and definitely don't post it at $2.95 because that's just, <laughs> that's the worst idea. Yeah, I've done, I've gone through people's stores before and said like, oh, you should try the 95 or 99 cent trick because it does psychologically work. But I said, whatever you do, do not do $2.99 though. Yeah. <laughs> Because then you're losing an extra 15, 16 cents with every transaction, which adds up when you're selling thousands of products. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a perfect segue into my next question because, you know, you just shared, again, a great tip. But what, you know, you've been selling for, what, like eight years now, a really long time. What are the things you wish you knew when you first started? Like, what tips would you be giving someone that's just starting out? Or if you could go back in time and start over? Or if you were... There's definitely things that I would change if I could go back in time. One thing is picking consistent font and brand colors from the start. When I first started, I made a real quick, ugly logo in PowerPoint. And I used that for probably two years. And then again, my friend Julianne, she bought me a custom logo as a birthday present one year from a TPT seller. It goes, oh, I can't remember the, the girl's name. But then once I had that logo, I probably had 200 some products at that point. I went back and had to add that logo into all my old products. And then I started using the fonts on the logo and the colors from the logo in all of my products, which made creation so much quicker. At the beginning, I think I was trying to always find a new font for every single product. And not mm -hmm. only does that cost money to buy them all, but it, you waste so much time. 
I have about three fonts that I use consistently now, and I have three colors that I use consistently on color products. And it saves you a lot of time in thinking, and it makes all your products look the same. So when buyers come back, they know what to expect. And I think it makes it makes you look a lot more professional. So getting a good logo to start with, picking fonts and colors you want to stick with. See, what else have I learned in my eight years? <laughs> Probably so many things. I, <laughs> I wish I had started with product photography a lot sooner. Because if I was doing that one product at a time, it would have been a lot easier than going back and trying to do it for hundreds upon hundreds of products. Mm-hmm. It's a much bigger task when you're trying to do it. But if I now I do it, like as I make the product, I print it out and take photos. So that's, I would definitely start earlier with that. That I mainly focus on product creation until like the last year or so. And just this last year, actually like last four months, started a blog and an email list. So a lot of people think about those things that you need to do those right away to have success. I did not find that to be true. Um, I focus on TPT and like SEO and having my products found on TPT search. And then now that I have so many products, I'm like, hey, let's start a blog. Let's try an email list. Yeah. <laughs> it was something I was interested in. And I'm seeing success from it. But it's definitely not something you need to do from the beginning, in my opinion. Yeah. I love that. So true. It's something I always tell people that are, I have a lot of friends that ask me about how to be a TPT seller. And one of the things I tell them a lot too is always start with a template. Don't try to start from a blank screen. So I have a lot of book reports in my store. If I'm looking for a certain book report, I have a cereal box book report. If I want to make a new one, I'll open up the cereal box book report, make some edits, find and replace some keywords. And it's so much quicker than starting from scratch. Definitely don't start with a blank screen. That can be so intimidating. I also try to encourage people to always listen to their Q&As. Everybody dreads getting that. Filler has a Q&A in their inbox. But majority of the time, the questions they have, if one person has that question or that feedback, probably 10 other potential buyers do too. Like on my cereal box book report, I think I got three different Q&As where like, oh, could you please add some templates to this to actually like glue on the cereal box? And I didn't want to do it because in my mind, <laughs> in my mind, cereal boxes are all different sizes. So like I gave the directions of what to put everywhere. I'm like, I don't want to do templates. That's going to take so much time. It didn't. It took me like 10 minutes to make. And then I've never had that question again. And the product sells even better because if those people were thinking that multiple other people out there are probably looking at the product with thinking, oh, I wish I had that. And the same thing for reviews. If I get a bad review and it's something that I can fix or I can add, I definitely do that. And I always make sure to reply to the person saying, yes, I added this or yes, I made it editable, which is what everybody wants. <laughs> they want everything <laughs> to be editable. But I really try to listen to what the customer wants because we don't have a lot of one-on-one feedback from our customers. Like, we can't reach out like, directly to people that buy from us through TPT. So if they leave a review that has some good advice, take it because they're the ones that are actually using it in their classroom right now and they know what the students needed yeah I agree so much with that I've I've always tried to if someone suggests something and it's something easy for me to do I'll do it but I never thought of it that way that just because you just think of it as one person asking that but really we only know that a tiny percent of people actually make the effort to leave reviews and stuff there could be potentially on a large scale product like hundreds of people that feel that way too and you know it's like it's take that advice I love that I really love that advice definitely Free advice from buyers. <laughs> oh, something I just did recently, which I wish I had done from the start, just I did it right before I had my now two month old, is I went back into basically every product and every just product description and added my email, my website, my Instagram, like contact information. Because 
it's not, I don't like communicating through the TPT Q&A if I don't have to. I'd much rather people be able to email me because it's just simpler. So I went through and added like a little blurb about like, you can reach me here. If you want a custom product, message me here. But I went through and did that for all like, I think it's 770 products. And it, it took days. It took days to do it. But I was determined to get that done before baby boy arrived. <laughs> but if I had just done that from the start, had that be part of my template for my product description, it would have been a 10 second thing versus like a multiple day yeah. power, power to get through and get them all updated. That's two things now, because you said that same for the product photography. You know, you've, I think newer sellers get that when you get to the point that we're at where you've got hundreds of products, anytime you realize you should have done something from day one and you haven't done it, even if it's a little thing, it now becomes times 800 and it's it's overwhelming. So if you can be doing it from day one, like, oh, definitely, you know, <laughs> if you're listening and you're like, mm. I wish CBT would add a feature where you could like add something to like all your products. Like if you're changing the terms of use or something like just to be able to add it to all of them would be a huge time saver. But the dream that is the dream <laughs> yeah so is that any any other final tips or is that your that kind of the main things you would definitely recommend I think that's it just it can be overwhelming at the start to get started I know a lot of people will ask me questions about TBT and then just getting the first product up there can seem to take a long time because there is a learning curve but if you take your time at the beginning find out as much as you can about what makes a good product description and a good product if you set yourself up for success from the start it's going to be much easier when you're eight years down the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's perfect. You've given some really amazing tips. And I've, and you've given, I really liked what you said earlier when you were first sharing a few tips and you said about how you basically just did product creation for a really long amount of time. And then you've only recently started the blog and the email and all the social media, whatever. And that is so refreshing to hear because I think there's so much pressure on newer sellers who have only joined in the last few months or the last year and they feel like they've got everything. They're starting their email list, they're starting their blog, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. And then I'm just like, I mean, I can't even imagine taking all of that on in my first few months. Like that would just be insane. My head would have exploded. You know, you and I were just kind of, we just made products back then. And I just wish that people would understand that that's okay to do that now. You know, like, like you said, you said you saw success. So... We'll listen to you. <laughs> if you want to sell a product, you have to make a product. So if you just have all the product ideas in your head and you're focusing on something else, really, most people come straight to TBT to purchase. Like, yes, they might find you on Pinterest. They might find you through Google. They might find you through your blog. But majority, I don't know the percentage. But I'm sure it's high. They find you through TBT search. So if, if you don't have good product descriptions and keywords in your uh, help you rank in TBT search, you're not going to make any sales no matter how much fun you are dancing on TikTok, which yeah. I've never even been on TikTok. <laughs> but I think they do a lot of dancing. I think what, well, yeah, you've summed up so perfectly that I could not put it any better myself. That is exactly it. But I do some, I do often find myself saying, I always say, look at the, look up to the people that are in your, in your niche or bigger sellers or people that you think are successful and what do they all have in common? And it's not TikTok and it's not Instagram. It's, you know, they're all doing different things, but they all have amazing products on TPT. So like, that's the main thing people have got to focus on it, but it's so easy to get distracted by all the shiny objects. I do understand that, but it's not, it's just really refreshing to hear your story and to know that you went for a really long time making all these amazing products and you've, you know, seen all this success and now you're gradually doing the marketing and just, it's just really nice to hear. So thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, and when your time is limited, like working from home with, small children, when you need to focus your energies on where you're going to get the most return, which is making products, making quality products that are hopefully at least $3 or more. <laughs> um, bundling those products. <laughs> Please do bundles. But like I'll do, like 
I post on Instagram every once in a while, but just because I think it's fun. Like I'm not doing it to really like get sales, but I enjoy it just to do it. But I'll do that like when I'm going to bed. It's not like a major part of my work day. Yeah, it seems like your store and your listings and everything is your main focus and it's really working for you. So that's so exciting. But yeah, thank you so much for answering the questions about the parenting and the juggling and the store tips and everything like that. I feel like you've shared some really awesome wisdom. So I'm so glad you came on. So the last thing I was just going to ask is where my listeners can connect with you. If they wanted to connect with you on Instagram or anywhere, like, yeah, tell us where we can connect with you. Okay, my name is the same everywhere. It's happy teacher, happy students. Because you need a happy teacher to have happy students, I believe. So my website is happyteacherhappystudents.com. It's the same on Instagram. And that is also my store name on TPT. Awesome. Yay. Well, I'm just really glad you came on. So thank you again for joining us. It's really, I do honestly, and I'm sure my listeners agree, like appreciate the time and the effort it takes for a seller to come on and do this. Because like, you know, you're doing this in your own time and it's really helpful you're doing something really nice for the hundreds of people that listen like I just I really appreciate that it warms my heart so thank you for coming on the show my husband has all the kids in the other room so <laughs> I appreciate that too okay being a TBT seller is the best job imaginable I mean what's wonderful about it too is that when you need it to be it's a passive income I could ignore my store for months and basically make the same amount of money if not increase but you know our creative brains want to continually work. Like I love making products. I love updating products. I love hearing from teachers using my things. So I think this is the best job that I ever could have imagined. Yeah, so. 100% agree, 100% agree. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, you've been an amazing podcast guest. I'm glad you came on. <laughs> thank you, it was nice to meet you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode specifically and I hope you enjoy in general the wisdom that even I share and all my guests share be sure to check out previous episodes of the podcast. I have a blog. I'll throw a link to that in the show notes too. I try to share as much wisdom as I can. And obviously I hope that you enjoy the wisdom that my guests share as well. I'm not going to lie. I've just been really enjoying lately recording all these guest episodes and just chatting to everybody. And it's been so much fun and I hope you enjoy it too. But anyway, I hope you have a very terrific day. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.